Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the city of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! What's up, podcast? Two Utah. S, two Zs. Give me two. We are live. Sorry for the delay. We had an audio crisis going on, but that's in the past now. We don't care about the past. Today's about the present and the future going forth. And I'm about to reveal our mystery guest. It's an exciting time here. Everybody get ready. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be uh, Vlad Zedler? Is it going to be Chris Welsh? Did we get uh, Scott White from CBS? Did he quit his show and he's going to join us? I mean, anything's possible, right? I mean, who could be this mystery person? Ready to find out? Here we go! Boom, 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 boom. I wish I had a drum roll. I don't have a drum roll right now. Here he is, the new co-host of the Plotso Podcast. Brent Allen! You probably guessed it. There it is. What a shocker. The man who's already been on the show before. We had such a great report. I figured, hey, maybe he'd want to come out and be a part of this thing for real. And he accepted. Britton, I'm so excited about this, man. Let's party. I'm very excited to be part of the Palazzo podcast, two L's, two Z's. The energy level is high. Uh, The BAC is high, too, (laughs) 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 with some delicious wine. And I love putting it mildly. That's very mildly. I love talking (laughs) fantasy baseball. I couldn't be happier or more excited. Uh, Thank you, Michael, very much. You know, I don't know if you're aware of this. But I looked it up, and so therefore I know it's true because I fact-checked it. But we actually met a year ago this month on uh, my podcast. It was on oh, the uh, three. Uh... Three is the magic number. That's right. Uh, dozens of people viewed <laughs> that, <laughs> that YouTube clip. But dozens. Do, do, at least dozens. Of course, 90% of that was my wife's friends uh, that downloaded that, that it. <laughs> But uh, you came on. You were a super great sport. We played uh, trivia games, including uh, 90s and 80s uh, sitcoms. Uh, Alf was in there. Night Court was in there. So (laughs) being on the Plazo podcast means the world to me. Thank you. And also shout out to Chris, too, uh, for uh, letting me come on, man. I love it. That's right. Chris Deary. Rest in power. We'll never forget you, my friend. We've got a lot of excitement here. Mason's back. He's ready to rock. Jamie says, that's awesome. Welcome to the clan. Uh, not the preferred nomenclature for me, maybe. But, uh, yeah, welcome to the, the tribe, the crew. Welcome to the Palazzo Experience. Let's give it up for Britton Allen, folks. He's the man. Thank he you very will much. Be. Hey, what about some answers? Some really antiquated, over 100 year olds John Philip Sousa. 
that's not how we do it here. That's not our style. It's more something like this, I feel like. Time to die. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to the party, pal, says Joe. That's right. That's yeah, That's my go-to. Welcome to the party, pal, from Die Hard. I love that line. Love it. So, now we got all that out of the way. Britain will be a regular part of the show now. And he's going to do as much as he wants to do or as little as he wants to do. And he might even be doing some other stuff. Who knows? We could do anything we want. It's wide open. And I'm actually really excited about this right now because it's been, you know, the first couple of years, me and Deary, we just dove in. We did a show together. We've been friends for almost 20 years. And we just started to do a show in January 2020. And now Deary has moved on. And who knows what this next peace will present and maybe there'll be others here that i can bring in the mix who knows i love that and i I love britain's passion he's a funny guy too those are two key things he's got a great sense of humor and he's got some passion and he's also doesn't take himself too seriously those are three things that are really important to me so i feel like the show is in good hands now so i want to thank everybody for being a part of the experience and today's show britain we're going to talk about the value zone players that we think you should probably be in business with in june I love the value zone. There's nothing like a good value. Like you go to the fast food restaurant and you're like, give me the extra, extra large value me. I want the fries. I want the big double Whopper. I'm all about it. I they got, got rid excited. of the super size though. Is, well, they call it value size. It's oh, genius right. marketing. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they charge you the same uh, and call it value instead of super. So it's, 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 it's brilliant. It's a guaranteed money maker. Those guys know what they're doing. Oh, man, those guys are some sick bastards. They are all over it. They have absolutely taken me for a ride over the last 25 years. There's no doubt about it. And what can I tell you? The shit gets in my mouth, and I'm like, well, my brain says, that's good. We should do that again. Let's do that again. But my heart's like, why are we doing this again? So there's a conflict going on here between my brain and my heart when it comes to fast food. What is the best fast food burger, though, Britain? Fast food burger. Now, this is important because categorization matters. I'm a Wendy's guy. I Ooh, love Wendy's yes. burgers. Uh, the Wendy's burgers are my favorite. Uh, I would say my favorite fast food is Chick-fil-A. And I know everybody says that, but it, <laughs> I love the nut. I could, I could eat 30 Chick-fil-A nuggets. I really could. <laughs> I dig on the nuggets. I get the spicy chick and they give you like two little, uh, you know, pickle slices on the bottom. Yeah, I'm I'm all about the the Chick-fil-A. But as for burgers, I go Wendy's. I remember when I was growing up, my mom, in order to get me and my older brother to church, that would be the thing. And in Jackson, Tennessee, we had like two fast food restaurants, and one of them was Wendy's, and of course the other <laughs> one was, was McDonald's. Yeah. So my mom would make us go to church and then on the way home, she would stop at the Wendy's and I would get the double cheeseburger uh mm. with nothing on it, just the the cheese and the meat and just or you, you you know and that and the, and that's and that's how you you get children to learn about religion in Jackson. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. Wow, I, I love Wendy's burgers. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I actually think I used to think Burger King's burgers were really good, but Wendy's burgers have become the standard for me. The ultimate setup, and I've done this a lot in my life, sadly, but it's totally true. You get the Wendy's burger, then you go to McDonald's for the fries, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know you get a you get your soda in a glass bottle from your local convenience store. That's the ultimate setup right there. It's, you know, a little bit of extra work, but I tell you, it's worth it. And in fact, in Windsor, I'm in Canada right now with my wife, 
and they've got these Cokes in a bottle from Quebec. I mentioned this on Twitter a little while ago. The maple Coke? Disgusting. Disgusting. What? Oh, I I mean, maple syrup is good on waffles, but, man, that maple Coke tasted way too mapley. I I just did not enjoy it. Too gross. It's got to be a Canadian thing. You know, they put maple syrup in everything. They put it in, like, hair conditioner, (laughs) you, you know, like in their soap. You can't go anywhere. Hey, it's the big maple. Uh, or, or, who was the big maple? Is that that's James, James Paxton? Paxton. Yeah, that's yeah. the one and only. Yeah, Actually, exactly. Was that thing, in uh, Wedding Crashers? Didn't Vince Vaughn said he, he they were? Is that uh, what it is? Yeah, that's they were where maple I got it. maple syrup conglomerate from Vermont, and he said he likes to put a little maple syrup in his hair when he's having a bad day. Yeah. See, you've already busted me in in the very first podcast of uh, of my appearance. I'm going to rip off so many uh, Vince Vaughn lines. It's it's going to be. I'm going to get a letter from his attorney. <laughs> You're fired. That's right. Right. That's Cease okay. And desist from Who old school wedding crashers. Yeah, we love stupid stuff here. I mean, all this show is the show is completely based on pop culture references. That's all we have here. It's all we ever had. So. Oh, there's that. See, there you go. That's what I'm saying. They're everywhere. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. So, we got a lot of people here in the comment section. Jamie says, the Wendy's Baconator. Yes. Remember when that came out? I also remember, I'm old enough. You might be old enough too, Britain. When they first introduced the (laughs) triple cheeseburger Mm -hmm. in the, like, late 90s, like, 97, I was like, oh, my God, a triple cheeseburger. Of course I got to have that. That's just... It's good, but that's stupid. There's no need for a trip. These aren't like tiny White Castle patties. These are big ass square. Yeah, yeah the square. That's right. Yeah, Pulp, pulp Fiction. Don't be a square. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm old school. I remember going to the Wendy's and they would have a loaded potato uh, bar. Yes. Where you would get the baked potato and you that's would right. actually put all the junk in there that completely I, defeated the, the purpose of having like a healthy baked potato. I and remember then, that. Yeah. They had, they had those in Wendy's back in the day. I mean, that's like, that's, you know, eighties. <laughs> I know like people who think Wendy's is healthy because they have the baked potato and chili. Yeah. That's the standard that fast food is set. If, wow, we got chili and baked potatoes. We're healthy. <laughs> right. It, it, it's healthier, I guess, technically, <laughs> if you're looking at it that way, but it's like, you know, getting a side salad and then they give you a, a pouch of ranch that can yeah. feed five camels, you know, and then there's like telling you, Hey, you got a salad. And then they give you a, a 3000 calorie packet of ranch <laughs> to put on it, like completely defeating the purpose. But you know, well, you we would... really delude ourselves. Don't we? It's oh, amazing. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. America does it best. That's for sure. And by the way, yeah, Jay bird, I am wearing your shirt. Jay bird gave me this shirt in Las Vegas when I was at the Mirage earlier this year for the NFBC main event weekend. Thanks yeah. brother. Uh, it's the only shirt that fits me these days. So I'm wearing it a lot. I'm wearing it yeah. a lot, man. So, Jay Bird, you actually saved my life because I didn't have to buy a new shirt. So I still live under the illusion that I'm going to be okay. How's the uh, main event team doing, uh, Michael? Can you give us a check-in? <sighs> well, you know, I got this thing, Britain, where I'm starting to get – I don't like looking at the standings anymore. Like, it bums me out because there's so much variance and things change. And right now, folks – I gotta be totally honest. I am in thirteenth place. Fifteen team league, folks. I have really just not performed. It's been decent pitching, but terrible hitting, which is unusual because a lot of people are really struggling with the pitching this year, right? Right. I, I know I am in a lot of leagues because I had a lot of 
Uh, Julio Urias, not playing. Drew oh. Rasmussen, not playing. My mm-hmm. boy, five-pitch mix, Max Free, don't call me fried, and ATL on the mend. Uh, it's like, oh, because those were all the, the, the guys that I liked. Um, uh, so, yeah, pitching is rough out there, but there's the reality. Yeah. Yep. Look at that. I mean, I'm. this is real bad. This is a low point for me right now. I, I can't seem to look at all the standings individual of the categories for a main event. Uh, bottom in K's and way down in homers. That's a problem for me. Only 85 homers. Right now, the first place team has 128 dongs already. Wow. That's a lot more than my 85. So, yeah. And then saves have been all right. You know, the guys I drafted with Ryan Helsley and Paul Seawald doing the big Solid. lifting. Paul Seawald's been the big lifter. Helsley's actually been terrible, but Seawald was a guy that really helped me out. And a guy who's no longer on my team actually got me seven saves before I dumped him was A.J. Minter. So he mm-hmm. he did his job, and he's kept me in the hunt there. But down in RBIs, all the power numbers, and then stolen bases, I'm way down, and the leader's got 91. I've got 50. So really, there's just nothing that I'm... <laughs> My batting average is in the toilet. Just not looking good, Britain. It's not my year, I guess. I mean, if you look at my lineup, I'll show you my lineup here. Adley Rushman and Tyler Stevenson. Now, Rushman's a great catcher, but Tyler Stevenson, I've just been playing him every day all year, and he really has not been able to do jack squat. Yeah, I was in on Tyler Stevenson, too. You know, hitting in the hard, uh, you know, like three, three, four, uh, probably DHing some. He'd just gotten healthy, and it's it's in Cincinnati, which you you love that. But uh, yeah, he just hadn't done it this year. But because you know, you I thought you'd get twenty five home runs with a decent batting average, and it's just not happening. Yeah, and I put money on Matt Mervis. I didn't even spend that much. I because I picked him up because someone actually drafted Mervis. I only paid thirty two dollars for Mervis, so it's not like I had to blow my fab on him. But he really hasn't been. All that great, frankly. Matt McClain, who I did pick up for $152. I got him here. He's been that was better a great than pickup. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. McClain's been awesome. I, he's absolutely outdone Mervis. But then everybody else just kind of ho hum. Uh, Brandon Lau, he's up and down. Francisco Lindor is not great this year. Alex Bregman, not great this year. Nick Castellanos, who I really thought would be a. I really thought Nick Castellanos would have a career year this year. I really thought, okay, first year in Philly, it didn't go well. You could clearly tell based on the underlying numbers that Castellanos was struggling to really produce. The pressure was hitting him a bit, but it doesn't seem like he's got it in him this year to be any more than just kind of a solid bat, but not like an elite top 60 bat for sure. That was a mistake. You can see the path, though. Like, these are good hitters. It's it's going to happen. They're going to turn it on. They're just waiting for the second half as opposed to to, to the first half. But, right, but uh, how long I, do you wait? You know, that's always the question in fantasy, isn't it? You've taken all the bad. Now you you, you got to get the good out of it. You so, take yeah. the good, you take the bad, you take the both in there. Yeah, well, the facts, facts of life. life. The facts uh, of life. What, what was the facts of life? Uh, who was the, the, the young lady I had the crush on? Um, oh, it was probably Blair or, Le- oh, or Tootie. <laughs> Blair, yes, Blair, Blair had to actually, you know, growing up, like, uh, that's one of the things, you know, Blair, she, obviously she had the blonde hair, remember, and she looks, she looks like, um, you know, the girl in 16 Candles that was the boyfriend of Jake or something, you know, all, of, <laughs> all, all, all those 80s, uh, you, you know, chicks had the same blonde hair, but 
They did. Feathered. Yeah, I know the look for sure. That was a mm. uh, that was a locked-in look. You talk about locking it up. That's exactly how they looked back then. So there it is, my main events in the shitter, and that's just the reality of it, and, you know, I got to live with that. But there's more to talk about today on the Plotso Podcast, two L's, two Z's, with our brand-new co-host, Utah. Britton Allen. Give me two. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. Is it just Britton Allen? That's civil? It's just Britton Allen, two T's, two L's. And hey, I somebody said my- that in the chat right here. Look at this. Don't forget yeah. the two T's and the two L's in his name. It's a match made in heaven. Oh, you Utah. are too kind. Give you me are two. Too kind. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's and then, Joe. Joe's the man. Thank you, Joe. I really appreciate it. Yes, and my last name is A L L A N as opposed to A L L E N. No one knows why. I, apparently, it was somebody's mistake. You know, it's it's uh, uh, Staten Island or whatever. You know, I, I, <laughs> who, who knows? But uh, it's A L L A N. So I appreciate uh, appreciate that. What about the Hardee's Monster Burger? Maybe the greatest fast food burger ever made. Donovan, I love you, and you're just one of my favorite people. But I have to disagree with this wholeheartedly. No, I you know I went to a Hardee's one time in my life, and uh, it, it was in a, a small town called Cookville, Tennessee. And mm. so I, I got I, I got the food and sat down and I was eating. And then I went to the bathroom and I and I walked by. They had this huge blow up nutritional chart um and i looked at it and i i was like huh uh i'm going to die if i keep eating this food why are you telling me this yeah i was like and it's blown up too like (laughs) you know it's not like subtle It, it it was a blown up photograph that somebody that's legally blind could see you know walking (laughs) out Oh, that's, you know, it's funny. Yeah, they it did is. start doing that, like, I don't know, probably like 10, 15 years ago, they started doing that to try to be honest with us because maybe if they revealed the daily allotment, the absolute trash within all of your food that they offer, that we would be a little bit more open to eating it. I mean, no, we, we want to live in denial. Come on, get it together. Lock that in. Anyways, Hardy sucked. It always sucked. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of Hardee's, but you gotta have a you, you gotta have a, a a good you know burger every now and then. Forget the calories, forget the fat, forget all that because I mean you know body by Miller Lite here in the first place. It's not like I'm, <laughs> you know, it's not, not like not I'm Bud Light. Uh oh, don't drink Bud Light, dude. Oh boy, I'm I I, I love Bud Light, <laughs> Miller Light, Coors Light. I'm like I don't care. Is it I, uh, cold I didn't think you did. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't like, strike yeah. me as the kind of guy who gets caught up in that butt of bullshit. I mean, oh, who, no, 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 I mean, no, you already no. know that the corporations are out to take everything they can from you. So you've we've accepted that. We're all making that deal, and we're just going to drink what we want and eat what we want. Budweiser got bought out by a Belgian company like 10 years ago. So exactly. You, you know. That's and, right. And so who cares? But, uh, yeah, so every now and then you just got to go out and get that big, delicious just that that big delicious burger and say ah oh, forget it who cares there's no tomorrow there's no tomorrow there's no tomorrow wendy's there's no tomorrow uh crazy how jake burger is a vegan don't you think says zero viewer viewer zero viewer viewer you're a new name here welcome to the show welcome i did yeah, not know that he was a vegan he doesn't look like one he, he he's probably you know baseball players to us if they're large individuals like daniel vogelback for instance could outrun all of us by a country mile if we like challenged him to a race, but you know, he looks so <laughs> big, but you know, these athletes are uh, in a lot better shape than, 
than anyone can can imagine. But that's interesting about Jake Berger. That's that's I I, I kind of like the fact that he's zigging when his you know last name is Berger. That's true. So he's the impossible burger guy, right? Yeah, exactly. And he's the impossible burger guy. He's like only plant. Yeah, his middle name is plant based, but you know <laughs> that doesn't fit. Wow, dude. Uh, Jasper says the Penguin Point breaded tenderloin. I've never had that. I don't know what that is, but it sounds good. You know, I, I also not to give Wendy's t- too much love because uh, you know, not a sponsor, I guess. But uh, not yet. Those, those, uh, yeah, we're working on it. We're going to make it happen. But those junior bacon cheeseburgers from Wendy's hit that spot. Love I like it. the double stack. The double stack is a little different. It's, the only difference is really there's no mayo and there's no bacon. But that's the only change. But uh, both of those are fine. Those are fine choices. I agree. And they're not too heavy either. You could have a couple and be like, all right, that's fine. I can still live my life today. <laughs> that's right. Just, you, it's you. It, Eating those doesn't mean you go curl up on the couch for the next five hours. But no, that's what Hardee's on, means. That's what Hardee's means. Yeah, when you eat those thick burgers, they still call them thick burgers. That's what they used to call them. No, I, that's too much. Too much for me, folks. Too much. Uh, it's time to roll into business time right now. So it's time to fire up the music. Oh, Chad says today is the saddest day. Artola Cologne will officially retire at City Field Ceremony on August 26th. Oh, yeah. Ooh, can I bring up a uh, Bartolo Cologne trivia question? Oh, yeah. Always. We welcome that here on the Plots of Podcast. Now we're gonna make love. He, Bartolo Cologne, uh, hit a home run off a uh, his last and maybe first home run was hit off a San Diego Padres pitcher. Do you remember who it was, the pitcher? <laughs> Boy, this so this was a couple years ago. Um, was it, uh, what's that guy's name? Oh, shit, that guy who, uh, well, I can see him right now, but I can't think of his name. And I thought he was going to be something special, but it didn't quite work out. I don't know. I, I got nothing. James Shields. James Shields was a Padre? I barely remember that. Yes, I'm. I'm like ninety. I'm like ninety-two percent sure. <laughs> hey, who was the uh, reliever I was thinking of? He, I think he used to pitch as a starter, and then he became a reliever for them a few years ago, and he was pretty good for a moment. I can't believe the name is just totally blanking on me right now. I'm sure if I Google it on the Baseball Reference, it'll tell me. But he, I think he was a lefty. Ah, hell, what do I know? God, I'm running a baseball show, and I can't think of this stuff in real time. It's funny what you can't remember in the moment like this when you're doing a show live and you're talking about it all. It's, it you, got too much, you got too much going on, Michael. You need to take a moment and relax. You're trying to press all the buttons. You're listening <laughs> to my um, completely weirdo <laughs> burger takes. There's a lot going on, man. So oh, I got gotta, it. I got it. Ladies and gentlemen, the picture I was thinking of is a lefty. I was right. Did someone get it? No, no one said it here in the chat. Oh, yeah, Chad got it. Look at this. Drew Pomerantz. That's the guy. Thank you. Nice job, Chad. Well done. Drew Pomerantz is the guy I was thinking of. Joe says, if not for James Shields, there would be no Tatis in San Diego. Oh. That's right. Golly, I forgot about that great call. Man, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Confirmed, by the way, by Mike here, MKB Fantasy on Twitter. Follow Mike. 
James Shields confirmed. Well done. You remember Thanks, Drew, Jed. Thank you. Remember Drew Pomerantz was the uh, starter for the Oakland A's. That's where he... Uh, right. That He was, was a former starter of the A's. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking Rays in my head, but Rays and A's sound similar. Who knows? Anyways, the business of today's show. Obviously, Britton's with us now. He's a new member of the show. So, you know, make sure you follow him on Twitter, Britton Allen. He's a good guy. He's also funny. And he's down to learn. He loves baseball. He loves life. And he's just here to, for the moment. So, I'm excited about this. Also, the Discord is free. The Discord, the Patreon starts at $3. It's a free seven-day trial on the Patreon right now. It's a new month. This is a great time to get in because it's the beginning of the month. So you can maximize the entire month here by starting right now for just three bones. And I do bonus episodes on there. Maybe maybe Britain will be a part of those now. Who knows? Anything's possible. There could be all kinds of shit brewing. Absolutely. See? Absolutely. And uh, what else? Uh, Grooving with Govier every Tuesday, FTN Fantasy. Of course, you guys know. That's when my article comes out. It's totally free. Totally free. Uh, Britton, what else? Uh, you want to pump something? Come on. Pump something else. Uh, thank you very much. Um, so I have a podcast called It's Gone. It's on the Sports Ethos of uh, Fantasy Baseball Network. Uh, it's going to start coming out every Sunday. I'm going to do a, a fab uh, podcast. Um, one of my favorite podcasts is uh, on Pitcher List. It's called On the Wire. Uh, yeah, I'm sure Michael, you you, you know those guys. And yeah, they, Adam and Kevin, they're great. Adam and Ke- Adam and Kevin. Uh, I, I had a blast. I hung out with Kevin Hastings in in Florida. I'm not going to I'm not going to tell any stories, but we hung out a lot, and he is one fun, cool dude. So shout out to uh, Kevin and, and shout out to, to Adam How too. But anyway, so uh, shout shout out. Those are great guys, and it's called It's Gone. It's going to uh, come out every Sunday. I'm going to talk Fab. I've got. Like Michael, I've got some fab leagues. I've got, uh, you, you know, uh, the the great uh, uh, the the, the um, Justin Mason, which I was like in thirtieth. You know, the great fantasy uh, baseball invitational. I wasn't like thirty. Yeah, that's it. And then I've dropped down. Um, so I'm going to have to do some fab research to get that team resuscitated flatlining Julia Roberts style. I'm like, come on, I got to breathe some life into that team, but I've got a bunch of fab leagues. So I'll be, uh, I'll be doing that on uh, Sundays. And uh, please also, I love the sports ethos guys, uh, guys, Joe Arico, uh, a good, good friend, great guy. Please follow him at Joe Arico, two R's, two O's. All right. Uh, 99. Uh, Joe, Utah. Give me two. Joe uh, does a daily podcast. It's called MLB Fantasy Today, where he just goes over the news and he talks about uh, all kinds of fun things. It's, it's not just fantasy baseball. He does cover everything, too, but he also does it in his own style. And he's uh, he's really booming, so please give Joe some love. And uh, all the Sports Ethos stuff is at Sports Ethos FB. So, you know, please give them a follow if you don't mind. It would be greatly appreciated. But, you know, Thank you very much, Michael, for letting me uh, plug those guys. Hell yeah. Yeah, all that stuff will still be going on, and Britain will be doing this too. So he's a man of many talents. It's incredible what this guy could do. I mean, oh, Donovan says you are 79 in TGFBI right now. So there's the yeah. update. This is great. You guys are filling in all the gaps on the show today. Well done. Not easy for man, Britain, I- you know. All these sounds will be showing up. That's something he's going to have to learn to get 
used to. I'll definitely get used to it. Yes. Yeah, so We're gonna I, get all in your face and point out your faults. <laughs> I got I got plenty to point out. Man. You, you can do a, a whole list. But yeah, I, I started out hot. I had Cody Bellinger, Jared Kelnick, uh, Brent Rooker. And all these uh, in there, they've all, you know, cooled off. Cody Bellinger's on the IL. No. So all all the the, the, the house of cards has fallen in, in, yeah. in flat line. He's still 79, and, though, man. There's like yeah. 500, I'm, I'm 600. I mean, no, I'm, I'm very yeah. lucky, no doubt. You are. You're still in it. You're still very much in it. I finished yeah. 38th last year. That was a nice season for me. I'll take it. That's great. Uh, yeah, that was I mean, good. That was my like best five, finish yet. Yeah, it's out of like 500 people. That's awesome. Govier, where's the tequila shot? Are we supposed to have tequila? Oh, he's got tequila. I don't have tequila. Sorry. That's my fault. Uh, tequila oh. is my favorite uh, liquor. I like tequila, too. Tequila was actually one of my preferred choices as far as liquor. And I remember one time we were at a house party. At, well, this was in the year 2000. It was just us. It really wasn't a house party. It was just us at a house. But it was on a college campus. And we That's all kind a house of party. If you're in college and you're at a house, it's a house party, no matter yeah, what. That's the thing, happens. though. We were we weren't in college, but they were. We went over to their house to invade this like peck of eight bozos. Invaded their house on a Friday night in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and we had a bottle of El Toro with the dumb red hat on it. Yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, we we're so stupid. We we're passing it around. We're just hey, everybody, chug it. <laughs> it's so stupid to do. And then it got to me, and I, I was just. I was like the fifth person after it. I was like so fired up because everyone was, hey, 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 yeah, come on, do it. Go, go. There's all these guys getting way too fired up, way too much testosterone. And um, I drank half the bottle in one chug. And that was, was it really. A fifth, was it a fifth or was it was it a like fifth? One, yeah, so I, in college, I had some, uh, it was called, this is 100% true, it was called Montezuma. Huh. It was it was Montezuma tequila, and it came in like a plastic like gallon oh, and yeah. had a handle on it. Yep. And the reason why why it separated from you know every other vodka or uh, tequila is because on the thing it said charcoal filter. Like, <laughs> oh, cool. Forget the fact it's called Montezuma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! I I never had that one, but uh, and, and I, hopefully you never will. Uh, so, I don't plan to. Yeah, I, right. I, that Stay phase away. is over. That phase is long gone, as Ernie Harwell would say. Me too, thank God. But it didn't last more than seven minutes before I puked up that half. I truly drank half of the fifth. That's insane. You can't do that. You can't pound mm-hmm. half a fifth of tequila and have it stay in your stomach. Because I was like, oh boy, I got that watery sensation in my mouth i'm like oh this is coming back this is this is a no-go this was a mistake so i did that once too it was it was warm gin and warm diet coke mixed together i I haven't i I haven't had gin since that was in 1996 (laughs) oh wow well there it is Uh, like i said uh, if you've been wondering hey govia where's the new episodes on the patreon because i've been doing mondays and friday individual podcast only episodes on the patreon exclusive you've been missing those well, we had Memorial Day weekend last weekend, so I decided to take Friday and Monday off. So now we're back on Friday, but we had the new show today. I wanted to introduce Britain, so I'll be there. Hang in there. Don't feel like you're getting ripped off. I swear, if you added up all the money we make on the Patreon, which is a whopping $92 a month, and all the hours I put in during a month, I, I really feel like I'm making less than minimum wage. So 
We're getting, you're getting a fair deal. You are. I'm not complaining. I'm just letting you know that you're not being taken advantage of. So I feel pretty good about saying that. And we are, as I've said many times, Britain, we are in the era of the Patreon wars right now. Everyone's got a Patreon. <laughs> Everybody's clamoring to get everybody else's business. Totally get it. It's, it's, you know, fantasy baseball, I think it's kind of been blowing up a little bit. So, of course, you know, there's so much good content out there. You know, people are kind of selective about, you know, what, what, what they want. But I yeah. think the Plaza, yeah, but I'm, I'm a Plaza podcast uh, Patreon. You know, I, I love the, the extra content. <laughs> I look forward to it every time I see it in my email. I'm clicking that sucker. Well, we got to, uh, okay, you, well, you can't be a patron anymore now because you're going to be a part of it. <laughs> so. I can do both. Yeah, that, yeah. There's, you're a good man, Britton. He's a good yeah, man, absolutely. folks. I'm telling you. Yeah, we, we appreciate everyone's patronage. You'd only have so much for so many patrons. I get it. When you got Greg Jewett's reliever recon, which is awesome, and mm-hmm. Deadpool Hitter's got his own with the launch angle, and, and then John L. John Legaze's got his own. I mean, there's just so many. And Michael Simeon, I think SB Streamer. They still have a. There's a lot of patrons out there. It's really a lot, and I hear a lot about this from my buddy. Well, I can't say his real name. He's called Bubba on the discord he's become a good friend of mine recently and he tells me yeah well i i do these three patreons but that's all i can really afford after that so i get it i totally understand folks yeah it's exactly like stuff adds up but plaza is worth it because obviously michael govier puts all his energy and time into it to to make you know stuff great and fun so i, th- I think no. I'm, I'm i'm on five uh patreon uh patreons. <laughs> one of them is fantasy football Oh, well, yeah. we're getting close to that. Yeah. Do you uh, I, I, you play fantasy football? I do. I I, li- I love fantasy football. It's a lot of fun. I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm not real into it. But, you know, baseball to me is number one and everything else is kind of a distant second, including my family and kids. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> kidding. That's, That's pretty uh, that, that was a joke. That was a total joke. But uh, You're fired. Yeah. I'm fired. <laughs> but uh, so uh, – but uh, yeah, I like fantasy uh, football. So I'd have like one fantasy football uh, Patreon, and then I've got a few um, uh, fantasy baseball. Other than yours, obviously, can you guess? Oh, easily uh, in this league. How'd you know that? Uh, I just everybody. I mean, just, they're one of the big. I should have mentioned them first. They they are one of the most popular. I've been doing that show for what eight years probably now, and it was really. First... I mean, Chris has been on CBS regularly too as a host, and that's the biggest in terms of swath in terms of most access to people cbs is probably the largest podcast there is because it's run by cbs <laughs> oh yeah CBS reaches, a, cbs reaches a lot of ears and chris welsh and scott bogman oh those awesome guys are really guys. good too but of course i mean the show yeah. in this league probably the best podcast of fantasy baseball it's the first one i ever listened to when i started uh, uh getting into fantasy baseball in 2015 that was the very first one i never forget it because Back then, you know, pre-COVID, I, uh, you know, I had to travel a lot for work. And so I would, you know, put in their podcasts and CBS. And then uh, I don't know if you remember this, but Matthew Barry did a uh, podcast with, uh, I think Nate Ravitz was his name, but they did fantasy baseball too at uh, they did? ESPN. Yeah. Matthew Barry did? Math- Matthew Barry did. Yeah. He did fantasy baseball. I didn't know that. I, only, I know him so much for fantasy football. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh. back in the day, he switched, which is Clearly. obviously, yeah, obviously <laughs> that turned out well. But uh, yeah, he he switched over to football full time. But he was doing both for a while. 
So I would say, uh, yeah, in this league, uh, you're on reliever recon as well. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Man, after that, it read, gets hazy. Read me like a book. Well, I'm, dude, I'm, I, you are about to experience this because I've been living the Patreon wars every day. The mm-hmm. grind, the battles, the pain, the challenges, the loss when people leave you. It's not easy to say goodbye to patrons. But honestly, that's because we live in a realm where there are so many people willing to do the work and the content and make the articles and make the podcast and make the videos for fantasy baseball that there's not enough jobs. I guess there's not enough money to support all the people willing to do it. So they'll also pay people a lot less because they know like when someone new comes on the scene, Hey, I'm just excited to be here. I'll do whatever you want. You know, I, I live that. I know it. And I've seen it happen dozens of times to a lot of other people that come in through the business. So it's always, it's always going to be that way. Patreon exists because people who have been my, like myself, been working hard, trying to grow a brand, grow a show, a community connect with through fantasy baseball. We're like, hey, we love doing this, but we're also living in the real world. And we, we feel like we could just, you know, a little bit of return for the work we do is not too much to ask, right? So when no one's willing to pay for that, you have to create your own Patreon and hope that people will connect with you directly. Exactly. You just got to... Just got to believe you got to Ted Lasso that stuff. <laughs> you got to believe you got to jump up there and hit hit that uh, poster and then, you know, let it fall in half. No, OK, no spoilers. No spoilers. Got, I no haven't spoilers. seen seasons, the final season yet. OK, I'm sorry. So you got to hit, but you got to hit, believe and keep moving forward and trust yourself, Michael. That's the most important thing. I you're do. Doing, yes. And absolutely. I trust you. That's why you're oh. here. Oh, well, thank you. I, I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Just believe and just keep moving forward keep doing great stuff and oh absolutely day, yeah so you know it, it's it's going to happen but uh you just got to keep it real though i mean that i i have nothing but the highest hopes and aspirations and everybody who's been a part of the show in the live chat and in the discord we've had a, a real good run here we're going to continue to do that now that britain's here he's you're a part of that now and i actually expect us to do more now that you're here because that's what i always expect but i always want to be honest with you guys and i never want to talk about things in a you know in a i guess a disingenuous way i mean i know it's not my nature anyways but yeah you're not some- you're not putting up a fourth wall you're you're, <laughs> you're straight you know here the, this is me this is what it is and that's what you know that's one of the great things about especially podcasting and patreon it's like what you see is what you get like right. you, you know like you know you and i aren't faking this like this is who we are you know? i'm actually a seven-year-old child you just can't this is all computer yeah i'm a this. i'm a russian bot my name is <laughs> i'm from nashville it, you know it's not like that wow dude uh and joe says that show was called fantasy focus baseball with matthew barry mm. what, oh. hey, hey hey joe was it with uh nate ravitz or was it with he look at this oh, right no. here. He says Barry and Carl Ravitch did both fantasy focus baseball and fantasy focus football. Nate went into production. Barry just did football, and Carabell and Cockcroft took over the fantasy focus baseball. Wow, yeah, that's, that's a really that's old really, school. Yeah. Wow, Joe. Well done. Joe's like a historian. Also, Joe says Matthew and Nate came up with the term combo meal for a home run and a steal in a game. Oh, no kidding. That's See, exactly right. I listened to the show afterwards when it was Tristan and Carabelle, and I thought they came up with it because I didn't know that. See, these are the things you learn. Wow. Thank you, Joe. That's great clarification. Uh, Jamie says, Govia, you need a Palazzo APP that has all your content for a price. What's an APP? 
I don't know what that means. I'm a moron. I'm living in the dark ages. Apparently, they, 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 that Jamie's got some high level uh, sales and uh, genius going on. <laughs> Nate Ravitz mistyped. Ra- oh, it was Nate. You're right. It was Nate Ravitz, not Carl oh, Ravitz. Yeah. He mistyped Ravitz. Come on, Joe, get your shit together. And there, and not not to talk to go down too far this rabbit hole, but they had a, a pod their their podcast producer. They called him Pod Vader. And I don't, I can't remember what his real name was, but they hated him <laughs> because he was such a kind of mean spirited, uh, you know, podcast uh, uh, guy producer, huh. but they, it was a weird thing. Like they couldn't stand him, And so eventually he, you know, wasn't renewed or, you know, let go or something, but you, you know, have failed. They had a pod, the, 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 their podcast producer, and this is ESPN, right? I don't know what's, yeah. what's other than CBS or NBC, obviously, but. Oh, of course. It's one of the big dogs, yeah. even there if they are not a big dog right now. Also, by yeah, the way, last thing I want to say on this too, Pat McAfee is apparently making less money to go to ESPN, leaving his show that he had. I, I really don't understand that because he was making, at least on surface, $30 million a year with his deal with FanDuel and his own show, do whatever he wants. And That's now he's going to make $18 million a year to work at ESPN. There's a lot of talk about what the hell's going on there. Like, there must be something going on there related to, hey, I don't have to do any of the work now. I could just show up and do the show because maybe he had to do everything. Because when we do this show here, we have to do everything. We got to create the prep. We got to do our own show doc. We got to set everything up. Like, it's all on us to do this. So maybe, maybe Pat McAfee was like, you know what? It's actually worth it to me to make a little less money and not have to deal with any of that other stuff except to show up and do my show. I'm, I'm sure it has to do with exposure, right? So ESPN, really? Though? They, they but really? Ha- yeah. Like ESPN even ha- think about it today, though. I mean, YouTube and where he was at, like he was on Fox Sports Radio too, or some type, somebody's radio, right? He was all over the nation already. I just, I don't know how yeah, much more exposure you get on ESPN anymore because things have changed so much. It's got to be a guaranteed. I mean, what's better than college football game day on ESPN. Yeah. It's oh, number yeah. other than maybe Monday night football. That's still a big but, deal. You're right. Yeah. It, and I guarantee you, it, well, I can't guarantee anything, come to think of it, <laughs> but I would, yeah, I'm not actually, I don't, I can't guarantee that the sun comes up tomorrow, but I would <laughs> bet that in his contract, he's, he's, it, it reads, I am on every single second of, uh, you know, game day for college football because it's huge. And all that exposure, and he really thrives there, too. I don't know if you're a college football fan, but especially – Are you kidding me? Of course I am. I love college football. I went to Michigan. Come on. Oh, heck yeah. But uh, (laughs) uh, So then maybe at one point – maybe today's not the day, but we can talk about uh, uh, Michigan and Tennessee and Peyton Manning – and how the Heisman was stolen. Oh, here we go. Come on. Peyton Manning. Damn! Get out of here. Charles Woodson had because he had incredible one, season. Because he had one interception at the Rose Bowl against what? Michigan State? What? I don't no, he know. didn't. Get the hell out of here. He had the interception had, against Michigan State, the one-handed like, grab. It was incredible. He had like two interceptions that are on TV, and somehow that makes him a Heisman winner. When Peyton Manning, the second coming of... <laughs> I don't know who. <laughs> Somebody what about great. the punt? He had a great punt return against Ohio State too in that year. Oh, this is ridiculous! I won't. I will not hear slander against Charles Woodson. You can call Michigan a hugely overwrought, bloated program that gets way too much 
airtime and is definitely, definitely overhyped, without a doubt. But Charles Woodson, as a man himself, he's a legend. He will always... I'll, I love that number two, that number two jersey. I'll, oh, man, that just it gets me all warm and fuzzy inside when I think about it. I'm just kidding. I know Charles. No, you're Woodson serious. Is, you love Peyton Manning, don't you? You're I, a sick I, bastard. I, I do. I, I, I have a couple Peyton Manning stories. We were in college together at the same time. I'm not going to bore you with it. But, no, I do respect uh, Charles Woodson. He was a great NFL player. Like, his career the Hall was of Famer. spectacular. So it, oh, it wasn't shit. like <laughs> – it wasn't I'm like sorry. he was a flash in the pan or something. No, I, I no, I, no, I, no. I didn't think I just, you thought that. But we're idiots. I like to Britain. tease every Michigan fan I meet. I'm like, oh, that Charles Woodson heist of that Heisman. Uh, uh, I'll never forget it. That was the best year ever, no doubt. Uh, we're morons though. Look at this. App is it's an app. He me- <laughs> app. <laughs> <laughs> They're called they're called apps, Boomer. What are you what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> We're idiots. Good, what's an app? I'm yeah. so dumb. Wow. I th- it, when you capitalize <laughs> stuff, it gives it all. You know, you're thinking acronym, right? So yeah. I did think that. Oh, uh, unpopular take. Pat McAfee ruined college game day. <gasps> oh wow, Mike coming I, in hot. I, I, I kind of agree with that. I'm not. A pack. <laughs> I, I I agree with that. I, I'm not a pack. Pat Manaphy guy. He, I'm not fine. either. I, I'm just, it's like a big media deal. So I just, yeah. I look at it and marvel. But I'm you're not right. a Pat McAfee dude. Yeah. He's like a Colin Cowherd. Like he's going to be hot for a few years and then, you know, off, 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 you know, off doing Fox uh, Sunday sports at some mm. point, you know, one of those deals. Oh, Mason says Pat is also signed with WWE. Oh, yeah. You watch uh, wrestling? Are you a big wrestling no. guy? No. no. Zero, no. zero, zero point zero. Um, oh. I do love the movie The Wrestler, though. Have oh, you that's ever a seen great film. Mickey, Darren Aronofsky. Of course. Darren Aronofsky. One of it's the, a classic. The, yeah. I do love oh. The Wrestler. Go check out that movie. Ram that Jam. is a that is a incredible film. That's a classic film. Love The Wrestler. Very heartfelt, very intense film. And Mickey Rourke should have won an Oscar that year. He really should have. A hundred percent. He went all in on that. He always has. I mean, he looks so different now because he's given his life to acting. But not only his life, he's given his face, he's given his body, just like the Randy the Ram did in that movie. Ram Jam, Ram Jam, Ram Jam. (laughs) Everything paralleled him. You know, Mickey Rourke back in the day when he was making those movies, that kind of titillated youngsters like myself, there was something called the Wild Orchid. Or what was it, like nine and a half weeks? Yeah, nine and a half weeks, and then the follow-up. They did a movie called Wild Orchid in 1990. It was people people liked Nine and a Half Weeks for some reason, but they did not like Wild Orchid. I, it, growing up, I didn't get HBO or anything like that. But, <laughs> you know, every every now and then there would be a free weekend. You know, yeah. So that's right. I would so I would be like, oh my gosh, is this a free HBO weekend? And Wild Orchid <laughs> is coming on at 11 p.m. and I'm 13 years old. I was like, oh, it was the most exciting Get the lotion out. It's going to be a good night. Uh, Mike says, God, I love you so much more now, Britton, that you said that about Pat McAfee. So, hey, look, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Pat, Ma- Pat McAfee. He, like, he's doing his thing, and it's wildly successful. I don't right. want to hear it. You don't want it on college game day is what you said. So. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, you, know. Yeah, you do. Come on. Stand tall. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Hey, uh, hey. Not, not my, not my thing. A, <laughs> you're not a wrestling I, guy, but here's a, here's a quick pop quiz. Who can name... This song. Who knows what wrestler's intro song this was? <laughs> I know Mason's probably got this one. 
everybody's gonna pay. <laughs> oh, so dumb. Okay. I'll let you guys think about that in the live chat. And let's get into, uh, you know, only 47 minutes into the show, what we call leading off. You have failed. Yeah, I know I failed. Thanks. Do you know what that's from, Britain? It's got to be a video Nintendo video game, right? That's absolutely correct. It is. It's from huh. RBI 3. Tengen was the game maker. Tengen's RBI 3. 1990 uh, MLB season is represented in that game, I believe. I got so, a little uh, a little Nintendo, you know, you know, uh, gray box, and it's yeah, with those like minis. Out, yeah, exactly. It's got Kid Icarus on there, one of my oh, all-time yeah. favorites. All three Super Mario Brothers, one, two, and three. I'm 46. I still can't beat Super Mario three. I've tried. I what? can't beat it. I can't beat it. Mike Come Tyson's. On. I can't beat it. I've done everything I can do. I I I, uh, I have uh, Mike Tyson's punch out. They took off Mike Tyson's name. Of course. It's, it's, it's just called, it's called punch out. I was punch beating out. up on King hippo the other day. You got to hit him in the tummy. That's right. And you got to get yeah. him to raise it up so you can hit him in the tummy. That's and, how it works. He's got a little band aid thing on his tummy. You got to punch that sucker. And uh, <laughs> so it's got all those great games, but yeah, I grew up with there. Yeah. I grew up with Nintendo and it was a, it was a real source of pride when I saw, you know, my daughter playing super Mario brothers, you know, sm- smashing those, uh, uh, the little mushroom people. And I was like, Oh, I'm so, <laughs> so proud of you. <laughs> An emotional moment. Yeah. I got absolutely. emotional. I was like, oh, I, I love you playing super Mario brothers, which is what I played in 1983. You know? Hell yeah. That's awesome. I, Mike Tyson's punch out was the best when that came out. I mean, Mike Tyson was the king of the world at that time. Mm-hmm. It was just, so awesome, man! It was so awesome. The dude it's a was, tough. Ga- it's a tough game too. It gets tough. Yeah, it gets yeah. real tough uh, when you get to the, you go through the first level, you kick everyone's ass. Then the second level, a little tougher. But third level, it gets hard. And then by the end, it's just super hard. It's super macho man's brutal. How, can you name how many boxers can you name uh, going up to uh, Mike Tyson? Um. Okay, so it's a glass Joe. Then yep. it's uh, Von Kaiser, yep. Piston Honda, Don Flamingo. Wow. King Are you Hippo. this off the top of your head? I am. This is King, amazing. King Hippo. And then uh, oh, the guy uh, the guy from India, uh, Tiger. Yes. yes. I'm going to give him credit. Yeah, it's, he's the Tiger guy. It, his his gem lights up, and that's when he yeah. does his like, Tiger move. That is What's his name? Literally, I, I can't remember it, but you're right. It's It's something Tiger. Some, yeah, I thought it was something Tiger. And then after that, uh, you get repeats, I feel like. Like you go you get, back it, round two on Don Flamingo. Types. Yeah, and you get the Flamingo guy who's got the rose. Yeah, you he know, does a little dance. Yeah, I remember about that much until you get to Bald Bull, and then I start to get a little bit confused after that. So Yeah. That, uh, Bald Bull's tough for me. I had a hard time with him because you got to time that punch in his gut just right, and I always screw it up. Yeah, if you make it to that level, then you're you're in like the upper echelon, which I haven't recently. I can't <laughs> I can't get echelon. I can't get it past that tiger guy. Now, 
you know, me in 1985. There it is. Great Tiger. That's all it was. Yeah, it was Great, great Tiger. tiger. It. Okay. It was that simple. So, Oh, I know Soda Popinski, but that's like way up there. Yeah, Soda Popinski's tough. Golly, that is We tough. also said it like that. We, we never said it. We said Soda Popinski, <laughs> not Soda Popinski. Soda Popinski. Yeah. Hey, you want some Soda Pop? Yeah, Soda Popinski. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into so the baseball talk, what people came here for, apparently. So, um, Oh, wow. Oh, someone got it right, by the way. Mike nailed it. Ted DiBiase. That is absolutely correct. That was the intro music for the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. And given away big time by his laugh and the uh, talk about money. A lot of talk about money in that short amount of time. There you go. Oh, Chad's starting shit here. Bases loaded over RBI baseball. No way. I was a... Bases loaded two was good, but I liked RBI three. That was to me that was the classic Nintendo baseball game for me. That's where I stand. I, I didn't play any uh, uh, any of the baseball games. You're fired. Get out. I know. I... Where? How could people trust you if you have no background in NES baseball games? I don't expect them to, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're right. <laughs> oh, hey, Jasper just had a brand new water heater installed after a week of no hot water. Well, I'm glad you got a new hot water heater, but it has been so hot over last week, you probably didn't need it, frankly. I mean, that's the one benefit I'm thinking of. Shout out to Jasper. Glad, I, I, I see him every now and then. Always a, a, a great uh, great post, great guy. He is. I haven't seen him in a while. He was one of the original Palazzos going way back. So I'm so glad you're here, Jasper. I hope you're doing all right, my friend. Glad you got a new water heater, and I wish you well in Indiana. All right. So... Getting into the catch of the day. That's what we usually do with leading off. We talk about the catch of the day. I hit the button, and then we talk about it usually. Good. Our first catch of the day. Oh, some, this is someone I don't know. Wants to talk about MLS. I, I'm sorry. We don't have enough time for MLS talk today. This is a baseball show. But uh, we've also talked about burgers and video games. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll have some time at the end. But in today's catch of the day, Britain, I wanted to take a look at first a guy who I think we should be talking about because he deserves to be mentioned after his outstanding stat line Thursday. That was Josh Naylor. He had a monster game, four hits, drove in six runs, had a dong and a steal. Shout out to the original combo meal folks, Mr. Barry and Rabbits. So that was a big deal, and I want to give Josh Naylor credit. And I want to ask you how you feel about Josh Naylor going forward because he's had these big moments in the season, like yesterday. And then he had that weekend series against the Angels about three weeks ago or so where he hit a go-ahead home run in each game of that weekend series at home against the Angels. But other than that, in between these times, there's not enough consistent production here. So what's your take on Josh Naylor going forward as we move into June? I'm a huge Josh Naylor fan because every time I would draft him in a draft and hold NFBC league, uh, as soon as I drafted him, I would say Naylor, or I would post in the message boards, Naylor, I barely know her. And I always Hello. thought that one. I literally did that. Just I would draft him just about so a nine on the tension scale, Rob. <laughs> totally mature. Uh, uh, I, I got to tell you, I mean, that's right up my alley. I am. Uh, I'm very mature, and I don't want to change in a certain way. I want to be a little more appropriate for my age, but I still want to be a total doofus. So I love it, and I say, "Here's to that!" Zing. Red alert. Red alert. Commercials incoming. 
Please be prepared to ignore them. These people are not your friends. These messages are intended to make you feel bad or that something is missing from your life. Red alert, commercials incoming. Prepare to enable the use of your 15 second skip ahead button. You are in terrible peril. Red alert, red alert, commercials incoming. In three, two, one. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Josh Naylor is awesome. I've also got a very uh, uh, sweet place in my heart for all the Cleveland Guardians. I have always loved this team. You and I were talking about it. In 2015, I drafted uh, Trevor Bauer, uh, Corey Kluber, Carlos Carrasco, Dally Salazar, like all these Cleveland, they were Indians at that time. So Mm -hmm. I I would come home and I would listen to the Cleveland Indians uh, broadcast uh, their baseball game every single night. So I've, I've been a Cleveland fan for years. And uh, so I do love Josh Naylor. Jose Ramirez is my all-time favorite player. That dude just got a big contract. I don't care. It doesn't matter. He is Mr. Hustle. I love watching Jose Ramirez play baseball, uh, third baseman with power and speed. But mm-hmm. anyway, I'm sorry. I got on a tangent there. Yeah, Josh Naylor. No. He's he, he's a platoon bat, right? I you, you know um, no is he not? Does he no. does he play every day? I, yeah, well he, he does, but he just doesn't produce enough because he has these big moments in clutch situations. But we need consistency. That's what we need from Josh Naylor. Yeah, we do need consistency from Josh Naylor, and the Cleveland the whole team has been in a funk, right? Like last year, they won a lot of close games, which is what they're built for. Yep. Uh, and, and they're built for uh, uh, Class A closing out those games. Did you know he has more blown saves this year than all of last year? So I actually he, did know that because I, I did something in my latest Guru Magovier that came out this week on FTNFantasy.com. Totally free. Go check it my out. Unlocked achievements of the first 60 days. Instead of uh, awards, you know, I did a video game spin on it. You know, uh, who unlocked what achievements over the first 60 days of the MLB season? And. The one who, uh, I think it was always be closing. That was the achievement he unlocked, Emmanuel Class A. Even though he's blown five saves already, he still had 17 saves, which was the most saves. So he, he's had 22 opportunities, blown five, but he still had closed the most. So I had to say, he's always, he's the guy who's always closing more than anybody. Yeah, is, is that a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? Uh, uh, it uh, certainly club? is. That's L- correct. Yeah, it is. But uh, so, yeah, so Class A obviously he's really good. He's getting the job done, but that back end bullpen, like Trevor Steven has been good, but then he gave it up the other night. It's kind of like they, Put they need that coffee down. <laughs> Coffees for closers. <laughs> uh, God, that was such a good movie. All those superstars in it. Um, Kevin classic. Spacey before all that stuff went uh, sideways. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Al Pacino's 82 and he's a father. He's gonna be a father again. So, he was in that. I movie. saw. I saw that. Good for him. Congratulations, Ed Al. <laughs> Ed Harris was in that movie. I don't know if you oh, remember. It's loaded. That. Jack Lemmon, yeah. Ed Harris. 
Alan Arkin. Uh, yeah, Alan Arkin. I mean, it's just a loaded cast. Absolutely. Love that movie. Classic. I'm have to watch Sorry, I totally threw you off track there. Oh, uh, oh here, here's a good Glenn, Glare, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross trivia question. Who were the two guys that sent down Alec Baldwin to do that little Mitch speech? and Murray. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I told it. you guys, we're a perfect match for the show. He's a perfect match. Mitch and Murray sent me down here to talk to you losers. <laughs> I'm from Mitch and Murray. Yeah. Where are you from? <laughs> Mitch and Murray uh, don't exist. <laughs> no, they never, they never did. They never did. They were just, they, they, it's like a Santa Claus. I'm sorry, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! But, but uh, um, what were we talking about? Who uh, cares? It yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Uh, I will say that Josh Naylor has driven in 40 runs this year, so that's good. 40 RBI so far, which is a stat you can't really can't rely on predicting as well as the other stats we can. RBIs are just more fluky, but still, 40 runs driven in at this point is rock solid. And Naylor is a guy, I think the best is yet to come. That's why I wanted to mention him. So I'm pro Naylor. If somebody thought, hey, I'm going to try to sell him right now after his monster game. I know he was uh, day-to-day, something came up, but it was nothing serious. It's not like a major injury. It was, uh, yeah, we scratched from today, a Thursday's game because he had wrist soreness. So not worried about that. Not worried One about tiny- that. One tiny thing I'll mention, too, is that uh, the Guardians are getting back Aaron Savale. He's being activated. He's pitching tonight. That's right. And, and one of my favorite preseason uh, pitchers that uh, unfortunately hasn't turned out, and, uh, but hopefully it will, Tristan McKenzie. That's right. He's being, he's being activated. He will start on Sunday. That will be part of the Fab podcast on It's Gone, if you could please check oh it out. Guys, it's gone. Get it in your podcast platform of choice right now lock it in follow it do what you're supposed to do be a good person if you're in a 10 or 12 team league i guarantee you tristan mckenzie is out there so go snatch him up because he was elite last year and and we'll see what happens this year damn right absolutely so a pro josh naylor go get him get him on your squad asap wrist soreness it's not a broken wrist hopefully it's nothing serious as far as i could tell but i do know that would worry some of you don't freak out do not freak out. Put that coffee down. We're not drinking coffee, so we don't have to worry about it. All right, uh, the other guy I want to mention in the catch of the day today is Hunter Harvey. Now, I know Kyle Finnegan. I've actually I've tweeted about Kyle Finnegan this year that I drafted him a few times because he was cheap and I knew he would get saves. Yes, his ratios were really are really bad. They look bad on the surface, but really they were blown up by just one start maybe or two appearances it's really been a consistent run for Finnegan and he's definitely going to get traded at the trade deadline because he's performed well enough at least at this point for the Nats to dump him come deadline time but Hunter Harvey the very 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 hyped up many moons ago prospect of the Baltimore Orioles once upon a time Britain yep that seems like a lifetime ago now he's over on the other side of the region with Washington. And he finally got his first career save this year. And he had another save the other day. And I'm telling you, you want to be in position to have Hunter Harvey now, because even if Finnegan still is the main guy, Harvey is sniping saves and he's striking out more than nine per innings, which nine per one per inning, you know, a nine, a K per nine that is higher than nine. We want our relievers to be at 10, 11, 12, 13 to be wonderful. And Harvey's giving you more K's and that's important. So the ratios are good. The K's are up and the saves will keep coming. And if you're a saves, holy, you already have Hunter Harvey. So that's a moot point, but I want you guys to get on the Hunter Harvey train now 
And it might almost be too late because people were probably already sniffing around on him a couple weeks ago. But I wanted to say it on today's show. I like Hunter Harvey. I agree. And I'll, I like Hunter Harvey, too. And this is some expert analysis coming coming at you, Michael. Washington's not that bad. They're not. That, that uh, division's good. It's not that bad. Uh, Josiah Gray. Have you looked at Patrick Corbin recently? I have. He's been, I've he's used been winning him. games. He's more than serviceable. I've used him for yep. quality starts when I needed it in certain leagues. But Josiah Gray is a fraud. I, he was. Oh, this is a good quote from Joe. So you're saying Hunter Harvey is in Finnegan's wake? Hey, oh, nice job. Nailed it. That was really good. But Josiah Gray has a ERA under three, but he's got a Sierra of five point one three. So that's it. End of story, man. That's he's a ticking time bomb. In fact, that's another guy I mentioned. In my article this week is the achievement for the guy. It was something like, no way in hell this is going to last or whatever it was. <laughs> it's just not meant to be, unfortunately. And I like Josiah Gray, but I don't want to roster him anymore. I, I love Josiah Gray. When he was a Dodgers prospect, I have two base. I have, a, I have a lot of autographs, like baseball cards, but I have two baseballs that are autographed. One is from Josiah Gray. The other one is from Alex Kirilov. And Josiah Gray is like the nicest like a, a actual decent human being. So even though all the underlying metrics say he's going to get blown up, which he probably <laughs> will, I, I don't, I can't look at that. I've got the Josiah, Josiah Gray, you know, uh, rose colored uh, glasses on or w- whatever the, the flowers are in Washington. It's not, it's not roses, right? It's uh, cherry blossoms. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, in Washington, DC. Yeah. yeah. The, the the jerseys they have the uh the Washington yeah. yeah anyway so I have those I used to live over there so I remember those yeah so I I love Josiah Gray uh and hope that he does well but um yeah but Hunter Harvey is yeah I remember him with the O's too he was like big time prospect and so hopefully he's going to be successful with the Washington Nationals but I man I kind of like Kyle Finnegan he's really been turning it on uh, you know, in the past month or so. Yeah. Oh, Jasper's going to be 51 in the morning. All right. Hey, you got audience members in their fifties. Hell yeah. That's what I like to hear. We're covering all bases on the plots of podcast. Two L's disease. We're live here. Give me two. Britton Allen and myself, Michael Govier, our new member of the show, Britton, follow my Twitter, Britton Allen. There are two T's and two L's. It's something you can really focus in on with the, uh, you talk. You know, two L's, two Z's Give me two. on Twitter. Follow me at MJ Govier. Discord's free. Patreon, three bucks minimum. All this is in the description. Every show it is. Uh, Jamie wants to know, who's a good pitcher for DFS tonight? Points base. Boy, I, I couldn't tell you. I wish I wish I could dive in on that right now. I feel like um, maybe Britain can help you out here. But I Let's think, take a quick look. Yeah, let's take a quick look. Because I wanted to share <laughs> while he's doing that. By the way, if you're not watching on the YouTube, you're not subbed to the YouTube, you're missing out on the video where we provide additional live video feeds too like this where i could show you my actual article from this week for the guy who won the year you're a great big phony achievement and that was josiah gray so <laughs> from family guy this guy's a great big phony unfortunately josiah gray is a great big phony this year and i wish he was better but i just know the truth when you look at the <laughs> look at the sierra and the story Sometimes when you look at the numbers, math doesn't lie. Unfortunately, right. human beings do, but math doesn't. But I, I got it. I, I can't, I can't talk bad about uh, Josiah Gray because I love him so much. Oh, but. this is a classic by Mike MKB Fantasy on Twitter, who was on the show last week too. Uh, he was my co-host last week. We had a lot of fun doing the show. Check that episode out. 
Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball for N64. That is a great game. But I actually like Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball for the Super Nintendo. That game, you could customize, and you could play full season and actually accumulate stats. And it's a fun game, but it's not cheesy, and it's not too simulator-friendly. It's just a really nice balance. It's a classic game. I'm so glad you brought up that game because it deserves it. I love the N, uh, N64. I lost a girlfriend in college because I played so much. <laughs> Mar- True story, because I played so much Mario Kart uh, with with my friends. It, it was like a three-day marathon, and she did some charity event or something, and I didn't show up for it because I was oh. literally playing uh, <laughs> Mario Kart. <laughs> Do you remember Mario Kart? Like, of you course. had the rate. The rainbow stuff. You had the penguin level. Yeah, when we were freshman year of college, we were playing Mario Kart for N sixty four, and everybody got stoned. And when you play Rainbow Road, you'd be like, "Whoa, man! Oh cool. man, this is awesome!" <laughs> so play Rainbow Road, and then just keep playing. Uh, it, there was that dirt, dirt, the dirt track with. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm oh for, yeah. I'm yeah, no, I know was, you're talking about. Yeah, but as long as you got some weed, I guess you're fine. But look, you know, you got any weed? I need some weed because this is fucking depressing. I mean. <laughs> so who you got? You got anybody uh, you can recommend for Jamie and DFS tonight for a pitcher? All right. This is going to sound weird, but Mike Clevenger <laughs> is starting. Oh, he's back. He's back. He got, he's, he would be on your waiver wire, obviously. Uh, he's up against the Tigers. The White Sox are at home. So uh, I kind of like the Tigers. Uh, not like the, I mean, I do like the Tigers, but without uh, Riley Green, I love the Tigers. Um, Go Tigers. And you're Tigers, right? So you've got Go Tigers. <laughs> Riley Green's out. Javier Baez is good for what, 4Ks? Uh, I think maybe perhaps. Um, I don't know. You know who's starting for the Tigers tonight on uh, the pitching side? I don't know. Rookie call up making his MLB debut, Reese Olsen. So he'll be on the bump oh. against Clevenger. And Reese Olsen, I actually picked him up, and I'm going to take a shot on him getting a decent start tonight. Not a dominant start, but a decent start because the White Sox offense is so hit or miss. And I showed this on the podcast yesterday with Ben Chase on the Prospects Power Half Hour, my other co-host, where we talked about how the White Sox were bottom four in baseball against right-handed pitching in WRC+. So that's why not? Hey, I'm I'm willing to listen to reason. There's a lot of reason because the White Sox they're so flat and like uh, like nothing is going right. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I hear. Well, what both you're our saying. options might not be a bad idea because the Tigers' offense is going to be decimated here too. You're right. So yeah, pick them both. But up. they're they're feisty and annoying. It's amazing. I gave AJ Hinch one of my achievement awards in my article too. I think it was like, uh, can you believe this is happening? Or like. Uh, no, it was the you got the touch from uh, Boogie Nights. He's got the touch this year. A.J. Hinch has been a miracle worker with the Tigers this year. It's been absolutely incredible. Go Tigers. It's incredible there are two games under 500 at all this far into the season. It's, it's all It's all been Zach McKinstry. It's <laughs> yeah, I do. Zach, Zach yeah. Is, is, is hitting the ball hard. His plate recognition is elite. I don't OBP. know if anyone else. I don't know if anyone else saw this coming, but that's why he's hitting lean off, lead off, and somebody in the Tigers or organization saw something. I think Zach was like a, a Cub, a Chicago yeah, he Cubs. was an afterthought. I, yeah, he was he a, straight, thrown away. He and was a he, quick and, pickup trade by Scott Harris, the new guy in charge for the Tigers here, in right before, right when the season got underway. He's like, oh, Zach McKinstry, a Dodgers afterthought, a Cubs afterthought, and now mm-hmm. maybe Scott Harris knows what he's doing because that's. 
That's the kind of pickup the Tigers would make that would never happen like that, especially a guy who could get on base like he's getting on and show patience and walk. That's been one of the big problems with Tigers hitters, that not enough guys like that. So that's, that's a good call. Zach McKinstry's the man. McKinstry has been stirring that drink for the Tigers resurgence. You know, they're second in the division. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a unfortunately, I think Eduardo Rodriguez went on the IL, right? That It was kind of yeah. out of the nowhere, the too. Yeah. Oh, the pulley finger thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, the, <laughs> the pulley finger. Yeah, that's all you got to say, and everyone knows what you're talking about. There's uh, also there's a great punk band that I love. I still love to this day, but they were really part of my youth. They're called Pulley. Awesome band. They were like California skate punk. Good band. Check it out. Pulley. Also, this is what you'll really like about this, Britain, because you love this stuff. Mm-hmm. Pulley was led by the front man, Scott Radinsky. Scott Radinsky? Yeah. Why do I know that name? Give me, right. Give me another hint. Scott Radinsky has a connection to what we talk about on this show. He was a he was on a team. I don't know. He was a pitcher. He was a relief pitcher for the White Sox in 1990. I think he debuted, and he played for the White Sox and Dodgers and Angels, I believe, over wow. about an eight year period. It was no, nobody, nobody special, but Scott Radinsky was a rock solid guy who. You know, did what he could and carved himself out a nice little MLB career, and then he got to front a punk band in his free time. So I mean, talk about like what a that's life, a, man! That's a talented man. That's yeah, a talented, that's a talented man. man. Hell uh, yeah, it is. It's music, yeah, music, baseball. Uh, you know, good for him. You know, when you're talking about uh, California bands in the nineties, I thought you were going to say Jane's Addiction. I was like, <laughs> yes. I like my, J- oh, Jane's Addiction's all right too. I'd, I think I like Porno for Pirates better though. I did. Perry Farrell was uh, was in, in both of those, but yeah, Jane's Addiction would, was one of the first CDs I ever bought. But I had to have my friend shout out Jeb Brim, his brother, go buy it because it had one of those parental advisory stickers on it. <laughs> I was fourteen and I couldn't buy it, yeah. so he had to go buy it for me. And I, <laughs> I think they. They said the S word like once or twice. You know, it's going to ruin <gasps> teens, uh, you know, for, for forever. But. So dumb. Well, that yeah, really get, stopped people from getting those albums, didn't it? You dumbasses. Stupid. Yeah, well, technically, I did get ruined. So you know. Yeah, that's true. But, you did. But you got ruined in the best way possible. I, you're my type of ruined, if you ask me. But just for the record, Scott Radinsky, over a period of, from 1990 to 2001, he had a career ERA of 3.44 as a reliever. Not bad. That's great. Yeah. That's that's a solid. solid. He didn't he didn't strike out a lot of guys like today's relievers do. He was more your classic. Hey, yeah, I'll come in. I won't give up any dongs and I won't walk out. too many. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Scott Radinsky has always been one of my favorite personal heroes. I love his story and I would love to have lived his life. Uh, we got more birthdays here. Uh, Donovan Miller says happy birthday. I'll be 42 in the morning. What the fuck? Everyone's got a birthday tomorrow. What the hell's going on? Here? <laughs> this is crazy. Happy, happy, happy birthday, birthday Donovan. Donovan. Happy Woo! birthday. Pastor. Keep it afresh says, I remember him as a, yeah, keep it afresh knows what I'm talking about. Scott Radinsky, reliever for the Dodgers. Joe says, Scott Radinsky built and ran for a long time a big skate park in the town I currently live in. Look at this. Look at all the connections that this show has with just the mention of Scott Radinsky. It was called the Skate Lab. Hell yes. That's what I'm talking about. I've never heard that name before in my life, but for now, it is from here <laughs> on, it is forever etched in my brain. Yes. All right. Well, good God. Man, 
we got to go soon, so we should probably talk about the players we wanted to focus on for June. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll, let's we'll, get right to it. We'll figure this out. I guess, you know. And, 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 oh, I've and, had a great time. Who cares? I mean, yeah. we advertise one thing, and we give you something else. But we're still going to give you what we advertised. And let's get into it. Britton, I want you to give us the lead off here because you did the work, and I want you to give us a guy, a player that you think, this is a guy that we should really get in business with in June. All right, I've got some players that I love for June that are heating up. But before I get into that, you know, it's funny, Michael, um, when we did, uh, when you came on my YouTube show, uh, Three's Magic Number, I during that entire series, that entire summer, I never got a single comment, but on yours, I got one. And the, the gentleman or the, the lady uh, said, y'all don't talk enough about fantasy baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I was like, yeah. So, you know, some things every time. Spot on. I was like, uh, yeah, solid, solid, solid. No, it wasn't even criticism. I was like, yeah, truth. <laughs> anyway, so, um, all right, Michael, I love the uh, Angels outfield, Taylor Ward. He has had a very, he has had a very, very cold start to the season. If you remember last season, he was the darling of the Angels if you looked at his stat cast page, it was blood red. It, it was hit the ball hard. They batted him lead off. So I was all high on like him. And I would get to a point in a draft. I was like Taylor Ward or Anthony Santander. I was like, ah, it's got to be one or the other. And usually I took Ward. But so he had a slow start to the season, but he's been heating up. He has two home runs in the past three games and he's batting leadoff against righties and lefties you know mickey moniak was the hotness for a little while and he's a lefty bat but it looks now like he sat in the past two righties that have pitched against uh the angels they put moniak on the bench and they they played taylor ward tyler ward so if you're in a 10 or 12 team and i i'm in a 12 team league on fan tracks and i went and picked him up he can be available because somebody got sick of him not producing for the first couple months. But Taylor Ward for the Angels uh, outfielder batting leadoff in front against lefties and righties with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani behind you. Uh, go get him and see what happens. All right. I love it. I I mean, a lot of people have sung the praise of Tyler Taylor Ward all season long, and it didn't work out the way we thought it would, and people were disappointed. But this is probably that time where I feel like even though it seems almost like a cliche, like it's too obvious, this is the time where things should change for him. And Mickey Moniak, you know, he did what he did. And we all knew it was too good to be true, most likely. He could still be a useful part of the team as a fourth outfielder, but he's not their leadoff hitter if they're going to try to make the playoffs. And the Angels, you know, they're still in the hunt. I mean... We talk about how the Angels are never in it, but the Angels are hanging around. They're 30 and 28. They're two games over 500. The Mariners are two games over 500 in the AL West. The Astros and the Rangers are 15 games over 500. So there's some work to be done there. But yeah, I agree with you. I think that's a really, really well thought out point. And I got to tell you, this is why we brought Britain aboard because we do a lot of jokes, but he does the work too. He makes it happen. Uh, Joe says the Plotso podcast, AKA the bait and switch podcast. Come get hooked. <laughs> Lock that in Joe. That sounds good. Joe, uh, by the way, Joe, nothing to change here. You nailed it. Thanks Donovan. We love you guys. You guys are so cool to us. Go socks. Go says Jasper. Woohoo. He loves his white socks. He does. Yes. Uh, Joe, 
Make sure you listen to the new episode of Is It Safe, which I put out last night because we read both your emails, Joe, and I want to make sure that you really dive into that. I'm sure you'll get around to it. Is It Safe, by the way, I don't talk about it much here, but it's a completely different show I do with two of my older friends, Luke and Steve, and we just talk about anything. We talk about music, we talk about sports, talk politics, talk about life. It's just all over the map, as Joe can attest. But uh, if you want to check that out, look up is it safe with a question mark on your favorite it's only a podcast platform there's no video of it at all it's just a podcast so that's different for me all right my guy Britton, i want to share is ryan mcmahon now ryan mcmahon is yeah he's a guy that has stunk it up right not been very good it's been hot lately yeah maybe it's already too late maybe i was looking for somebody i could share before he was too hot and the fact that he had four home runs about a week ago over the last 10 days a lot of people are already sniffing around say, oh, Ryan McMahon time. But it's summer and things are heating up in Coors. And that's a good thing for Ryan McMahon. So he's got second and third base eligibility, depending on your format. On Yahoo, he does. It's the kind of guy you want to bring in. And he's also walking more lately, too. He's being really patient. So he's up in that OBP and he's bringing the power. Ryan McMahon will end the season with 23 home runs at least for sure. So if you need some power in a short Quick stint right now. Ryan McMahon's a guy I'd like to recommend as somebody you definitely want to roster in the month of June. Yes, 100% uh, Ryan McMahon because he's got second and third base. He's heating up, and uh, Chris Bryant's on the IL. Just got put on the IL. There's exactly been a playing time. Obviously, uh, you know, McMahon is a great third baseman too, defensively. Mm-hmm. And the Rockies are going back to cores. Hit That's drive. right, baby. Yeah. Coors. Are you yes. a Coors or a Bushman? <laughs> Nobody's a Bushman, except my guy on here, Mason. Mason loves Bush. <laughs> I, I've had Bush Light, no issues whatsoever. Uh, I do like Coors Light, too, but I'm a Miller Light guy. I'm, yeah, you already I'm, made that I'm clear Mil- earlier in the show. That's right. Yeah, Mil- Milwaukee, Wisconsin, all day Body long. by Miller. Body by Miller Light. This right here is a silver bullet. All the way from Colorado. All right. Who else you got? Give us another name, Britton. Well, I was going to bring up Nolan Jones, continuing in the Rockies' vein, first baseman slash outfielder. Nolan Jones got called up. He's hit a home run. He's batting 307 games. Uh, So, again, with um, Chris Bryant on the IL, it's going to open up playing time. C.J. Crone is still on the IL, so – it looks like Nolan Jones is going to be their everyday first baseman, or they can switch him to the outfield depending on what happens. But this is why I love your call, McMahon, and my call, Nolan Jones. The Rockies are going back to Coors for six games coming up against the Coors. Giants. Yeah, baby. Against the Giants and the Padres. So six games of over-under Vegas odds of 11, 12, things in that nature. That's what you want. Those are great. If Vegas says it's going to be a high-scoring game, you know what? It's going to be a high-scoring game. And here we are in June, and those balls are going to f- be flying out, doubles and triples and home runs in uh, in the summer and course. So I love Nolan Jones with his power potential for the Rockies. Look at this game log. I mean, he's been hitting in almost every game, too. <laughs> he's got a hit. And his last three, and outside of the one game he didn't get a hit in, he's been pretty consistent. So when he goes back to cores, it's party time. It is party time. It I like is it. party Good time. Call. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Detroit. 
Uh, Ryan McMahon has been on fire, as Jamie said. And Jasper also wants to shout out Jane's Addiction. Mountain Song in Three Days by Jane's Addiction. Give me some. Mountain Song? Did somebody say Mountain Song? That is my favorite Jane's Addiction, other than Jane Says. Okay, fine. Uh, you know, I'm... Uh, I, I love Jane Says, but Mountain Song is one of my favorite Jane's Addiction uh, songs. G- good shout out. Jasper knows what he's talking about. Oh, wrong button. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to hit the lock button. Uh, Joe says, what about Andrew Vaughn? You think there's some value with Andrew Vaughn's bat? Well, we always like when the chat jumps in. So let's go live to Andrew Vaughn's page and see what's been going on with Mr. Vaughn and see if there's something here that we can find that might be of use to us. Pull up G12, Tommy. Here it comes. There you go. All right. Andrew Vaughn, seven dongs, 39 ribbies on the year. Look at that. Uh, 333 OBP. Not, you know, I'd like to see a better OBP from him. He's hitting 255. That's kind of blah. But 18% K rate from a guy like Vaughn, who's a power hitter or should be more of a power hitter. I'll take that all day. And he's making decent contact with the hard hit rate. And over his last few, if we look at the game log here, live on YouTube, which you guys, if you listen only and you don't watch the YouTube channel, you can see this on the YouTube channel anytime you want. Plotso Podcast, two L's, two Z's, in case you didn't know. Utah, give me two. But look, over the last, look at this. Three straight games with at least two hits, Britain. That's that's big deal. And he's had a hit in one, two, three, four, five, six straight games. And nine out of his last ten, he's got a hit, plus a couple dongs. 20 walks to 45 Ks overall in the year. Looks like Andrew Vaughn is a solid bet that we should all be looking to acquire because he's going to go on a serious heater that is already kind of heated up at the end of May. Andrew Vaughn is a great player. You know, he was like a first round draft pick, like his pedigree, his pedigree is very good. And the, the only thing and he's first base since, you know, Jose Abreu went to, um, the uh, Houston Astros and it's been a utter disaster, but, but the only thing that kind of holds, <laughs> sorry, Jose, but the only thing that kind of holds Andrew Vaughn back a little bit, I think is like the team context. Like, I think that team's a mess. I think the Chicago White Sox are kind of a dumpster fire. Um, like it, it's just not working over there. And we thought it was the, the previous manager, you know, Larissa, but things have kind of, bled into this year. And I don't know about you, Michael, but last year I was a last off season. I was a big proponent of all things White Sox. I was like, LaRusse is gone. You know, these players are so talented. Like uh, Eloy Jimenez is going to hit 40 bombs because they're going to DH him and not play, you know, make him play uh, outfield. Yoan mm-hmm. uh, Makata has hopefully got his ass together. And now Andrew Vaughn, in, instead of, you know, making him run around the outfield, they're going to put him on first base and let him thrive. But I, with all that being said, I do love Andrew Vaughn. I think he's a great player. And also, when you when you look at him, he's got those those eyes that are like close together, you know, like <laughs> a like a predator, like a yeah. Velociraptor raptor or whatever they call it. <laughs> Shout out Jurassic Park. But uh, yeah, so I think two fifty five isn't bad for a slugger. It's not terrible. I no, thought I just think okay. he should hit for better average. I thought he would hit for more like a 280 hitter. And I, he can still ever... do that. He can still do that because he's going to be on the rise here. He'll end up at 280, I'm telling you. Uh, Mike says, today was supposed to be Ellie De La Cruz Day. I bought balloons, cookies, cake, and punch. Oh, mm-hmm. Mike, come on. I... This right here is a silver bullet. Should have got some cores light. All the way from Colorado. But it didn't work out. 
that he was going to get called up today, unless I miss something. And I do miss some things. I don't. I can't know everything at all times, right? But uh, oh, know, Patrick says, "Shout out Jurassic Park." <laughs> uh, Jordan Walker got called up today. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, supposedly he made some changes to go back to the way he wants to do things, and the club was for that. Apparently, it was a collaborative approach. He hit a dong in the minor leagues the other day, and now he's back. Uh, you know, they're either desperate here with Jordan Walker or they feel like, you know what, feel pretty good about the situation. I mean, the Cardinals have climbed out of their bogus start. They're only seven games under 500 now, 25 and 32, and the Brewers only two games over 500 leading the division. So the, the Cardinals easily, easily are not in panic mode. So you have to believe that they feel confident that bringing Jordan Walker back, because you just don't bring him back unless you feel like, okay, something's going to, click in here and he's learned his lesson like things didn't go well for him in his first stint he gets sent down now he's back so the expectation should be that jordan walker plays better but i still want to see it first i still do because he needs to hit more balls in the air yeah that, that's what they they told him when they sent him down even though when they sent him down he was one of he was literally the best statistically the best hitter on the the, the cardinals lineup but they sent him down anyway who knows what was going on they they had that beef with uh, Tyler O'Neill, like th- that was that was kind of garbage. But that's so. There's multiple beefs: Tyler O'Neill beef, the Wilson Contreras uh, fallout situation. There, yeah, it, it's it's bad management moves. If you ask me, if you're going to bring a guy up like Jordan Walker, like literally the number one, if you go to MLB prospect, the number one prospect is Jordan Walker. If you're going to let him make the team out of spring training, he's on the team. He's your no. He's the number one prospect in baseball. You let him figure it out. All this nonsense about sending him down, like like in in AAA, you're going to talk to some AAA coach that's going to talk to you about ground ball versus fly ball. Give me a break. That's that's nonsense. But uh, <laughs> so I don't know why they sent him down. But all that other stuff is uh, doesn't make any sense. But Lars Newpar went on the IL, so you know they they brought him up. I don't know if it was like. They were trying to make him humble or something. I, I don't know. But so anyway, but Jordan Walker's here. And so like if you're in a 10 team or 12 team league, and I love 10 team and 12 team leagues too, he may be out there. Go look for Jordan Walker. He's batting eighth tonight. So uh, again, they're going to humble him or something. Uh, <laughs> it, so, but I, I think he's going to thrive. I, he may, he's going to have some, some spells where it's not, not you know, not rosy, but hey, welcome to the major league baseball world. Uh, you have failed, right? It, you know he's going to go zero for four, and somebody's going to drop him, and you're like, okay, you know, go pick him up. <laughs> he, he's legit. He's a superstar in the making. So, uh, yeah, the 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 the, the Cardinals have w- with their lineup and their pedigree somehow they've managed to botch this year, and also their pitching is. Had some issues. That's, that's it. Yeah, the pitching is the real bugaboo for them. I want all of you bums out of here. Actually, <laughs> another guy who won or unlocked one of my achievements in my article this week. That's Ollie Marmel. I gave him the uh, I've given a name to my pain achievement. He unlocked that one. That's Ollie Marmel because we also didn't even mention the Matthew Liberator, like bringing him up. He has a oh, good start. The and he's in the bullpen. Yeah. Like, what the hell's. Yeah. I don't know if it's the front office or it's Ollie Marmel or what's going on there, but it doesn't make sense to me. It's really frustrating. All right. Uh, Jasper says, oh, another. 
Oh, just because by Jane's addiction, even better. There you go. He's just going to keep these hits coming all day long. Jasper says, got to run. Great show on a great Friday. Have a good one, all. I agree. We are at an hour and a half. That's more than enough show. Uh, Britton, I want you to get one more on the record here before we go. Who else should we be looking to target in June? All right. Ha Seung Kim has really turned it on recently with the Padres. He has stolen four bases in the past four games. He's hit safely in 10 of the last 12. He bats leadoff against lefties, five home runs, 10 stolen bases this year. So that puts him on a 1530 uh, pace, which is uh, great from a player that you can get off the waiver wire that has second, third, and short uh, eligibility. And one quickly, Michael, I have to put this guy because I know you don't like him. Patrick Bailey, catcher for the... Uh, Wait, I don't uh, like him? Yes. Yeah. I saw one, uh, or I listened to one podcast and... You you weren't into the Patrick Bailey, uh, oh crap, uh, uh, Robert Bailey's uh, Blackwater surprise, but so <laughs> so he is the primary catcher for the the San Francisco Giants. He is. He, he's a first round draft pick from twenty twenty. He's he been is. C he's been C one for five of the last six games. Uh, Sabal is great, but he's playing either day, uh, DH or outfield. Uh, so Pat, Patrick Bailey is just steady like rock solid two home runs 12 rbis 333 average 564 slug that means a 914 ops that's pretty good for a second catcher in your second in your two catcher leagues batting up a batting help with upside love patrick bailey for the uh, san francisco giants expected stats over here on the live screen here on the plato podcast tools utah Looks like Give his average should be 400, and Woba should, his ex Woba should be higher, and he's making really good hard contact. So, yeah, it looks like uh, I was dubious uh, when he got called up. I'm like, ah, I don't know if he's going to stick. This could be temporary, but I was wrong, folks. I made a mistake, and I agree with you. I agree with you, Britton. Oh. Hendrick Bailey is a guy that you should add, and you're going to ride this because if the Giants know anything, they know the players they want to use. I trust the Giants a really, really great deal. I really do, and they really turned it up with the offense lately too. They've shown that, Hey, we know what we're doing. We got off to a slower start, but Mitch Hanniger's come alive. And obviously having JD Davis throughout the year has been a nice surprise. And there's a lot of guys that they come in and they make the most out of these players in San Francisco. It's what they do. So Patrick Bailey is just the latest example of that. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. I love it. I wanted to mention Spencer steer of the reds. This is my guy. I love Spencer steer. I mean, this guy is a rookie folks. This guy's a rookie. Yep. He's a rookie and they just put him in from the start this year. He didn't get called up. He made the team. I know he got a little taste last year after he got traded by the Twins to the Reds. But Spencer Steers is a guy that I wanted to draft all over and I didn't get enough shares of. And I wish I'd just gone all in entirely on all 21 leagues I had with him as a corner infielder. In 289, and he plays in the top of the lineup. I know Matt McLean's in the two-hole, but Steers still been in the top three. And I'll tell you, this guy shows you that he's a professional hitter by just showing up in Major League Baseball and getting on base. Guys who can do that right away, actually, like Jonathan India, his teammate, he came up once he got a shot, and he just did it right away. He did. And Juan Soto, I'm not saying he's Juan Soto, but Juan Soto came up, and he could get on base. There's certain guys that have the hitter's eye, and they know what they're doing from the start. It's just part of their profile. They learned how to do it better than others did at a quicker pace. And I'm all about Spencer Steer. I don't think this is a fluke at all. In fact, I think there's more power to come because he plays 
in Coors East in Cincinnati, Great American Bozo Park. Coors. So that's going to be a big boom for his power as it gets hotter in Cincinnati and summer kicks off. There's 25 home runs in this bat, at least for sure. Love Spencer Steer going forward. I totally agree. Spencer Steer is a great player. And also he wears those those goggle glasses. So oh, like Chris like this, So like he looks really smart. Like him and Chase McCormick, you know, can go to an accountant's convention in Las Vegas <laughs> and, and, and totally just, you know, sweep the house. So Spencer Steer is putting up numbers. He's batting third every single day for uh, the Cincinnati Reds. And I love the Cincinnati Red small ballpark to hit. And Joey Votto did start an IL uh, a rehab start. So we'll see if mm. that th- shakes things up a little bit. No I way. don't know. They are going to let Joey Votto play, but uh, but they can't know, just... take bat. They can't take ABs away from Steer. That's that's where this gets interesting because he's been so good for them, and he's got to be a part of their core. And I know Matt McClain's part of their core, but Nick Senzel has somehow stayed healthy miraculously. But he's got to be moved to the outfield, so they're still accommodating Votto. So the question then becomes, Britain, is if Votto is going to come back and play regularly, that's going to be a problem for those of the clamoring for the Ellie De La Cruz call-up. Yeah, Everybody clamoring for that Ellie De La Cruz call-up might have to face a reality here that, well, he might not get called up yet until there's a trade that gets made at the deadline. Can I say something, Michael? Please. Please. They're not they're not calling up LA Daily Recluse this year. They're not. Whoa! They're not. Wow. All right. Today is June second, twenty twenty three. They're not calling him up this year. They're just not. They're they're gonna let him sit there. They're gonna get Votto up back up. Things are it's it's not their season. They're they're gonna sit they're they're not gonna call him up this year. They're just not. Wow. I, see, this is why I brought you in. I want somebody to put their stones on the line like you're doing here because nobody believes that at all, as far as I can tell. Ellie De La Cruz is a great player. He is uh, kind of like O'Neal Cruz, like pop, <laughs> sizzle, like Jazz Chisholm. You know, my favorite player is Jazz Chisholm. He's got the the, the, the flavor, the, the Ronald Acuna swag. I mean, the confidence. Even mm-hmm. though he, he – although um, – Chisholm weighs like 180 pounds, and that's that's just not good. You got to bulk up a little bit, like Acuna does. But <laughs> anyway, that's another story for another day. But I don't J- think they're bringing up La Dela Cruz this year. I think they'll bring up Strand, 100. percent They'll they'll bring mm. up Strand, but I don't. I think they're going to keep Cruz down for another year. That way, in in, in my mind, in the management's thinking, you know, they can trade him or <laughs> something, and the the bargaining chip would be say. We haven't burned any of his because if you call somebody up, you have to put them on your 40, man. That's right. Every player has three options. So, and and there are, you know, some exceptions, but every player has three. In LA Derrick Cruises, they have three options. So they bring them up now, they burn an option. So that means, you know, next year they can send them down if they need to work on his defense. And then he only has one option left. And the Mm -hmm. reason why that's important is because if you're a a guarantee, when you're brought up, you get a major league guaranteed contract for the for the minimum, but your clock starts running. And, you know, even on a like that, that was the whole Chris Bryant thing. Like they don't want your clock to, to run because to management, you're an asset. And, you know, it's like driving a brand new car off the lot. Once they drive you off, your, your asset starts losing money. So long story short, 
Hmm. I, I think Cruz is down this year. Well, isn't okay. I could be wrong about this, but don't they have more options when they're they haven't even started their clock? Like, there's a certain amount of MLB service time you have to accrue before you're just at three options. If you're brought up into the minors and you're like 16, like you're from Venezuela or like a different country or something like that, the rules are a little bit different. But right now, Ellie De La Cruz is on a minor league contract. And so he's, he's, you know, he has no major league service time. But if they bring him up, he has to be put on the 40-man roster and he has to be put on the minor on the active roster, which means now and forevermore, he is going to be on a major league guaranteed contract. And that, that's why it's so important to teams because right now, and I think like the major league, you know, guaranteed minimum, and this is all arbitration, you know, um, yeah. stuff. But I think it's like 600000 which, you know, to a major league player is no big deal. But to the Cincinnati Reds, they would prefer not to pay him $600,000 a year. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Yeah, I know. They are cheap. So they're, they're going to keep cheap. They're, they're going to keep him down. No matter what he does, they're going to keep him down and then see about next year. He'll be in the major leagues next year, but I don't think it's going to be uh, this okay, year. Just- I love it. I love it, man. Hell yeah. I'll lock that in. Uh, this is what I was thinking of real quick on the options talk. Players typically have three options, but those that have accrued less than five full seasons, they are eligible for a fourth if their three options have been exhausted already. So, and so for the purposes of this rule, spending at least 90 days on the active ML or minor league roster during a given season counts as one full season. The players also earn a full season if they spend at least 30 days on the active major league or minor league roster and their active roster in IL time amounts to at least 90 days in a given season. So like I said, and you said, there are exceptions and things do get more complicated from there. Mike says, boo, boo. Yeah, wow, dude, button for sure. Wow, dude. Yeah, there you go. And then... Ellie's already on the 40, man. Then this whole argument was complete nonsense. If he's already <laughs> he's already on the 40, man, then disregard everything I just said. If he's already protected, I guess, from the Rule 5 trash or something like that. Hey, for, look at that. You're human. For, forget, forget everything I said. That's funny. What, hey, what is, uh, yo, what is he funny? is on the 40, man. It is true. Yeah, I confirm that. Never mind everything I just said. So, cancel you know, everything. Remove all the. You know, take that back and take the, the wild. The wow, good news, dude. The good news is, hopefully, no, no one is listening that much longer. But well, actually, the, most of our audience has remained here live on the stream. Oh darn it! <laughs> hey, when, that's why you're here, though. You're only human. I want people who are honest. Hey, we make uh, mistakes. It's no big deal. Yeah, I it's a, it, this up. is the va- this is the magic of live YouTube streaming, my friend. Mm. <laughs> So Ellie De La Cruz is going to be called up this year. And I think <laughs> it's going to be called up probably next week when they're That's at That's putting home. it mildly. <laughs> hey, do you, I know it's live, but you know, you can cut live stuff, right? So can we cut that part and just put Ellie De La Cruz is going to be called up with, within the week or the next <laughs> week or two. And that's my Britton Allen guaranteed seal of approval. <laughs> This is the raw, unedited stuff we love, says Donovan. So there you go. Oh, no. Oh, Jamie says, I missed his Ellie comment earlier. So, oh, well, either way, we're having a good time here, folks. There it is. That's today's show. We tried to give you as much as we could. We'll probably give you more, but, I mean, that's an hour 40 minutes. That's a pretty good day. So take it for what it was, and thank Britton Allen.
What a job. Sure. Stay for me. We're willing to admit that. Now. But as we go forward, this is going to be what you'll be seeing more often than not. And who knows what else we'll do. we got a lot of ideas that we'll be talking about. More to discuss. But this is the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's. You talk. Two Z's. Give me two. Brett Allen. Two T's, two L's on Twitter. I'm at MJ Govier, Palazzo Podcast. Discord's free. Get in there. If you like the show and you don't want it to end, the Discord is a continuation of the show. So hopefully uh, maybe we'll get Britton in there a little bit more and he can hang out with us and talk some more baseball, which we would love to have you do. But until then, Britton, that's it. Thanks for doing the show with me today. This has been exciting. It's been an absolute blast. Nice little Saturday. Well, it's Friday. I was about to say, wait. That's like an L.A. De La Cruz not, not getting called up hot take. Right there. Both uh, are incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. It's now time to turn it over to Russell Crowe because this is the official fantasy baseball podcast of Russell Crowe. For Britain, I'm Michael. Peace. All right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. (laughs) Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.